It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs Preseason Team Breakdown Podcast. It's uh, Mark here with Ryan and Irregular Rob again. Uh, <laughs> episode 7, boys. We're... Uh, I feel like we're we're kicking some goals and and doing some great stuff for for the amateurs and rugby league. Unlike the uh, the cricket at the moment, which is really frustrating. Yeah, I mate. Obviously, that was very controversial with uh, Matt Renshaw. They declared on Matt Renshaw. He was only ninety five short of a hundred. Jeez, it's oh, <laughs> rude. It's rude. Eh? It was his chance. It was his one chance. Give, yeah, or, 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 yeah. Not out in his return to to, to test cricket. Yeah, big but, win. Uh, yeah, betting for his average. We're actually not going to talk about the Melbourne Storm today. We're just going to complain about the state of world cricket. So, top top five hits, including uh, why twenty twenty is the death of Test cricket. Got a quick question: line. Would you would you get rid of one day cricket? I'd get rid of everything that's not Test cricket. I, I think yeah, I think one day cricket has got. What's the point of it now? Yeah, no. There just one. just play a World Cup every four years. That's all I need. Leave it out for, for for World Cups. That's fine. I'm fine with that. But don't. Yeah, yeah. New Zealand's playing three one dayers in Pakistan now that no one cares about. Yeah. <laughs> the BBL <laughs> fantasy amateurs. <laughs> I saw they were giving out tickets and the stadium's still empty. There's no one at that as those games. There's no one, no, and no one's interested. Yeah. No. The bad light. Anyway, that's, it's not a real sport if bad light can ruin it. That's what I say. That's absolutely right. Pink, pink ball <laughs> tests and rugby league only. The future. So, yeah. Boys, we're going to talk about the Melbourne Storm today. Uh, interesting kind of team. Um, probably more because we have absolutely no idea what the team's going to look like after number seven, I guess. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's certainly, the, I mean, the back line's fairly predictable. Coates, Meany on the wings with Olam and Remus Smith returning uh, after his pec injury. I, I want to take a slight detour and, and modify our form in a little bit from what we've been doing and, and ask you guys, have you actually bothered to have a look at Remus Smith? Um, you mean? I mean, I've got him, I've got him in orange here. Yeah, I've got him in a low 30s, 32. So he's fairly yeah. cheap, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But price at 25. Um, so hmm. an interesting one, uh, probably not somebody I want to invest in, but um, I thought he was going to be cheaper than what he is. So, um, yeah. yeah, just... Did they, did the they change his, the they change his, um, his, his stats, his price? Only slightly. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, yeah so he, he averaged 24.2, but he's in with the 23 average guys. Mm. So... Yeah, I don't know. He's like, I mean, yeah. I, like, I, I thought he was going to be a touch cheaper, and I was interested, but I think I'm probably going to go in a different direction. But probably the one of the the big key highlights, people that we need to speak about, is Ryan Pappenhausen. So mm. uh, obviously, news has just come out in the last couple of days. Pappenhausen actually hasn't started running yet, um, and has gone over to America to see the hamstring doctor about his decimated kneecap. Um, that I thought was just a bruise or a cork when it happened. Um, <laughs> One of your he said, best. oh, get up and play your cat. And, um, yeah, his, his kneecap was fractured into like 11 different parts or something like that. Um, so, I mean, he seems to be a clear, hell no, we won't go, Ryan. 
Yeah, it's just a shame because uh, we were one of the yeah, Pappenhausen champions over the last couple of oh, years. Man. We were screaming his name from the rooftop. Um, even last year, prior last year he ended up in everyone's team once he uh, was confirmed a goal kicker. But prior to that, you know, we were panning the rooftop. But I, I've uh, I've jumped off the bandwagon pretty hard this year. Um, yeah, he's. I said in our podcasts last year that I think he's one of those type of players that we'll just never really see the best of because he's going to be constantly in and out of the side. And even last year, um, he averaged fifty for the season. Obviously, had that game where he blew up his kneecap. If you take that out, he averaged 52.4. But with a 1.3 try scoring rate, uh, he was was a player that I was a little bit disappointed with last year, even though, you know, he obviously had that four try, 102, did most of that in the first half. Um, But he was a player that was always looking pretty ordinary. Like he wasn't going to score too well. um, And then he'd get like a bailout try to get him to like a 45 or something like that. and coming back of such a serious injury, is this a guy that you can realistically expect to improve? Because um, outside of his PVL ball year, he hasn't really shown us that he's got much value over his starting price, I don't think. No, he's a hard no for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to happy to agree with that yeah. and move on. And also, just quietly, he's just too skinny. He needs to go and have some <laughs> double cheeseburgers and put on like 10 kilos. <laughs> Jump on the Latrell diet. Works for him. Yeah, exactly right. Maybe maybe he, he'll learn something off Turbo, who got thicker all of a sudden in an off-season. So <laughs> he does need to put on some weight because he's too small and he keeps getting bashed around. Um, if he isn't right to go for round one, Nick Meany's an interesting one. Probably not someone we're going to be interested in. But um, Cam Munster as well, maybe picking up the goal-kicking. Um is is an interesting mm. one as well, but I mean the thing with the storm is they have a buy in round nine. nine, and then he's going into Origin. Nine is about the worst buy I could possibly imagine, without a doubt. For a non for an injury, sorry for an Origin player. So yeah, I just if if he's at fullback where he played a couple of games last year, he was an absolute menace at averaging sixty three um, with only six goals in that period. Um, oh, oh. Um, imagine if Munster's named at fullback round one and he gets the dual position. Then you've got, that's oh, the best case go. scenario, I think. Like, there's a scenario where Pappenhausen gets hurt and then Munster plays like three or four games at the back. Even and... if he's not fit for round one, does Munster yeah. get dual position then? I, I don't I, think they'd give it to him because he'd be probably clearly... use some sort of, you know. But here's the thing, right, is if they do that, so who's the half? Is There's two questions, right? If that was to happen, the half with uh, Munster would be that Jonah Pezet, I think, or Pezet, yeah. or, or Wishart. No more, no more Pooper Johns, eh? No more Pooper Johns. But I think what would happen is they'd just mm. play Nick Meany mm. and they'd just slap, you know, Iramir or George Jennings out on the wing for a couple of games would be what I imagine. Yeah, I, agree. I also find it interesting that they've got Jack Howarth listed as a centre and not as a back rower uh, on their website, <laughs> which makes what, me... What is Howarth? No one's ever seen him play before. Oh, mate. Well, he. I watched him, and the name that came to my mind was Angus Crichton. Oh, can't wait for him to get in, but, like, How get him out of your team until he's, until he's actually in the yeah. team. Well, How I'd many fingers does he have? Oh, mate, Oof. all ten of them, I think. Yeah, um, it's better than Crichton. Oh, no, cut some off. Cut some off. I think he'd be better. He, he, be a player. I mean, he could, re- he could displace Remus Smith. That's Or he'd go to the centres, Remus Smith goes under the wing, and they play... Meaning at fullback while Pap's not ready, something like that. But 
Mm. Um, I think that's probably more likely than them moving Munster because um, they were a bit pretty short on troops last year when they moved him. So has Munster yeah. actually played? Like mean, he he was he was listed at six, but he played fullback, right? Like he kind of yeah, he did. I've had both he played, positions. He played really. five games at five games at fullback, I believe. He was doing like the Nico Hines for that like one week where he was basically playing both positions. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and Meany was covering like just the garbage space between. Right? Is that what happened? Well, basically, Meany was like attacking as a fullback, but then defending. Yeah, in the yeah, line. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, it's probably the best thing. He he got a ninety-three against the Titans in eighty minutes um, with only forty kick meters. Oh, that was so beautiful! I remember that. Yeah, so now it's probably a no, no, probably a no from Munster, but an interesting thought to have. And Jerome Hughes, man, I'm so glad no one's talking about Jerome Hughes. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> give it time. Oh, mate, oh, give it time. Yeah, oh mate, oh, it, I there's, love, a, there's I, a point in every season where Jerome Hughes becomes fantasy relevant. Oh mate, because TK thinks he's the greatest thing since sliced bread, so he brings him up and, and, and Bill like, in. Yeah, oh mate, yeah. I just I think Kyle, um, Kyle Lomas as well likes himself some. Jerome Hughes from memory. But um, no, I mean, you look at his 71 plus minute games at half, average 31, 40, 43, 52 in PVL ball, and then down to 49 last year. So, yeah, and that's with a 66.7% try scoring rate, which is just unsustainable. So, I mean, that goes down to 35, 40, and he's down at 45. Well, he's actually just not fantasy relevant. He's, he's very good in real life. I think that's just yeah. one of the one of those guys. That's just yep, correct. Scratch, scratch your mouth and then move Speak, on. Speaking of really good players, Harry Grant. Now, uh, Robbie, talk to me about Harry Grant, mate. Brandon Smith's gone. Is there a chance? Is this the year that we see eighty-minute permanent eighty-minute Harry Grant unleashed? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think he needs to play eighty, and I, I don't. I'd I'd love him to, and and like for fantasy, I think he he definitely can, but I think I don't think he will. I think he'll play like seventy, maybe sixty, like high sixties. That's my guess. Okay. But he's going to score the points anyway. He's he's so good, and yeah, that's my grant take. Just like he's gonna, but he's gonna. Yeah. What's his upside, right? He's already priced so high. Yeah. No, he's priced at 60-ish, um, 59. There is definitely some value here. 100% there is value in Harry Grant. But he plays 80. Like one point. No, even without it. So if you look at his 65-plus minute starts across his career, 2020 at the Titans, 11 games, 61.5 aver- uh, Tigers, 61.5 average um, in 78 minutes. Had a down year in PVL ball because he was not actually playing that many minutes, but that, that was 58. Um, I don't know why, why is his average so low in PVL ball. That's weird. Um, but then he went back up to 61 again last year, 61.2 in 77 minutes. So I, I think more often than not, he's going to play the large majority of the game, if not 80. Um, that's my personal opinion. Ryan, do you have a, do you want to be a tiebreaker on this? I think it's going to be similar to last year. Last year, um, in his hooker starts, he averaged 76.8 minutes, and I think it's going to be similar this year. He's going to play 80 when they need him to. If they don't need him to, there's Wishart on the bench. They'll happily give him a you know, five, ten-minute rest if, if Melbourne are up by plenty. 
Um, but I, I think for the most part, if it's a tight game, he is going to be playing 80. Is he a round one purchase captaincy option? Oh, certainly he's in the conversation. Um, there's a lot of different ways you could go. I, I don't think he's a standout above some others, but he, I think he certainly in the, deserves to be in the conversation. Mm, yeah. Uh, just if you're looking to save some money, like if you're trying to put 100, 100K in the bank, but this is the thing is you save that 100K for Cleary, but say it's probably costing you 10 points a week. Mm. You know, because if he goes from 61 to Cleary, it'd be 65, 66, 67. And you know Cleary's yeah. going to play 80 every single week. They're both Origin yeah. players and it costs you 10 points a week, which is, you know, it's not worth it. Yeah, I almost feel like I'd rather spend like 60K less and go Tarpany if I was looking for a guy like that. Um, I think Grant's but... got the floor though, doesn't he? But, but it's, yeah, for it's sure. Like... One to three points value worth starting with. Oh, but the, at the keeper level, any value is is still good. Um, he, he's ready. a keeper, and he'll be one of the top three hookers this year, right? Yes, probably the top one. I would suggest. Yeah, because there's talk of Cook playing not eighty as well, right? Is that the right. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah? And Grant, but Grant, he's incredible. He'll be awesome. But what's the value in starting with? A 60-point hooker. Is it just well, that he's a captain option? Yeah, he's a captain option. I think there's a better – like, th- for me now, there's a very – if you want value, there's a very clear option that I, that we haven't discussed yet. Like, well, I mean, we've discussed it, but not on the podcast yet. Um, if you're looking for value captain round one, um, but in terms of just, you know, you're better off just spending that 100K and getting the Cleary or a Hines. Um, and also there's two really, really good hooker options is the other thing. You got Brandon yeah. Smith and Aaron Clark. Yeah, Do have that. them too. That's it. That's what you need. That's it. So Grant, maybe... get him in your team later after yeah. they buy Wednesday by nine, and then nine. he's playing Origin, Origin without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any any other thoughts on that before we tickle across the right? No, I was just going to say he's, he's one of those guys. Like, obviously, you know, he's a keeper. He, he, he seems more like if you're going to start with him, you're starting with him because you really love to watch him play. Like, that's the reason. Yeah, we all do. And like, we all and, do. And, and that, yeah, and that's a part of fantasy. You want to watch the guy. You want to watch blokes that you like to watch play. And you know, grant those guys, I wouldn't talk you out of it. He's going to be good. No way. Yeah, exactly right. Now, the forward pack is where it gets a bit mysterious here, uh, because the edge back row is a big mystery. Um, what do we know first? We know Josh King, Christian Welch, and Tui Kamikamitha are going to play in the middle of the field. That's what we know. That's it. That's the full extent of it. Then it's probably going to be some combination of, you know, Tarek Sims is going to be in the team. It's just whether he's at the edge or at lock. And then a Sofa Solomona whether he's on the edge or coming off the bench. And then we've got some combination of Eli Katoa, Joe Chan, Trent Liero, Tom Eisenhuth, um, who could all potentially be in the team, but not all of them are going to be there with, with Wishart probably on the bench. So the prevailing thought at the moment is that it's going to be Welch, King, and... Uh, Welch, King, and Nass probably in the middle. And then Sims and Katoa on the edge with a bench of like Kamikamitha, Eisenhuth, and one more guy. That seems to be 
what we think is going to happen. Um, but our website has something different listed to that with Trent Liero winning this spot. I'm not sure that the Melbourne Storm would even know yet. Um, Ryan, what do you what do you think is going to happen? Oh well, yeah, this is a uh, complete throw at the wall. See what happens. Um, I would guess Liero is going to win the spot. Uh, obviously, there's a long way to go. We have got trials, and you know, we don't see training, but. Um, I kind of like what we've got listed at the moment with um, Asafa Solomona and Liero. Like, um, Nelson, Big Nelson was playing that role fairly well um, at the back end of last year, so maybe they continue with that. He's certainly a big body. He's not going to be an 80-minute edge. Um, so having an edge like a Tom Eisenhuth on the bench, I think that fills his role. Um, mm. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought, just giving everybody the minutes that they should get. You know, you start Nasser for 20 minutes and then you bring somebody else on and push him to the middle of the field. Um, but he, he was dangerous as a as an edge forward Nass last year. I mean, he's so big. Like, you just look at him. He's just a monster. Um, and, I mean, Kamakamuth is able to handle more minutes. Katoa can play in the middle of the field, even though I think he's probably better on the edge. They've also got a couple of other guys like Aaron Penne running around, Tepoi Maroa. But you don't really want to be playing those guys, I don't think. Um, and I always found that Sims was better in the middle of the field than on the edge. Uh, but, I mean, his, you know, uh, historical origin game was on the edge, wasn't it, right? Yeah, I think he played uh, on the edge in origin this year, didn't he? <laughs> Freddie picked him, but, I mean, how well did that go? They, they didn't win the no, series, did they? But yeah. um, he's, getting, he's, getting pretty... origin, mate. <laughs> he's getting up there in age now, too. Yes. Um, yeah. How old I is thought that he, he is 32. Early. Yeah, early 30s. He's going to be 33 when he takes the field, though. Yeah. Mm. So, in my mind, his best role for them would be like a 45 to 50-minute middle forward. Mm. In my mind. But I'm not you Craig Bellamy. Start lock, start lock and come off? or Yeah, starting lock come off the bench. With, with Welch and Josh King in the front row and Nass on the edge. Mm. Um, you have... Uh, you know, 20 minutes in, Sims comes off or King comes off and pushes Nass to the middle and, and whoever the edge back rower is on the bench comes on and finishes the game out. The only thing is we've never seen Craig Bellamy do that before. No, he hasn't. So he normally plays two 80-minute edges, which would lead me back to, you know... Liero or Katoa. Liero and Katoa, even. Yeah, nice. And then you have a, a bench of... Eisenhuth, Asofa Solomona, and Kit and Kamikamitha with, you know, that that sort of combination. And that means that they, you know, they basically don't lose anything through the whole game in the forward pack. So that feels a lot stronger to me. But also the edge is vulnerable then. The edge is vulnerable, yeah. I know. And you got a choice of you got a choice of Katoa, Liero, and this Joe Chan who's come over back from the Super League. Um it's just like pick two. Uh, so it is going to be. They probably don't know. They probably have no idea who it's going to be. Still, so. Ellie um, knows. Yeah, it'll be interesting stuff. Hmm. Oh man, just look oh, at this. There's, there's fantasy value there, right? Like one of oh. Liero or or Katoa or um, your mate Joseph Chan are going to be playing. It's not my mate. Your mate. It's Adrian. Um, mate. someone's mate. Someone keeps bringing them up, and the... it's Adrian. It's Adrian. <laughs> it would be. It's Butters. He loves him. He thinks he's the greatest thing since last bread. Um, as it stands, I've got Katoa sitting in my team, and I do not have Liero or Chan because Katoa is the most expensive of the three. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. And you can always pull money down. You can't bring it up. 
Mm-hmm. And also Katoa and um, uh, Ghana are the same price, and I'm only going to have one probably. Yep. So, any uh, any further thoughts on the Storm Forward pack, Ryan? Oh no, I think it's just all a big unknown for now. It's uh, yep. it's all a guessing game. But uh, once we know more, I'm sure we'll discuss it on future podcasts. Yeah, I'm almost certain it's not going to be Jack Howarth. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Even yeah. though he's... there's one thing we know about um, Bellamy, it's he doesn't start young young forwards, right? Like, yeah. well, the thing with Howarth is they've signed him to a contract for over half a million dollars a year, and I don't think that Craig Bellamy really cares about that. No, um, but I also think that at some point they might be tapping him on the shoulder if Tarek Sims is starting on the edge and stinking it up, going, "Hey, mate, have you thought about playing this playing this guy that we're paying half a million bucks for?" Um, so <laughs> knowing the storm, they'll probably be a top four side again. Oh man, I just had mad deja vu. Did you? Glitch yeah. in the matrix. Yeah, mate. Well, I, I, I don't know if you know, guys know this. I'm sure I actually spoke about this on a previous podcast, but I get really bad or quite regular deja vu. Um, and I actually remember this conversation sp- explicitly like word for word. <laughs> yeah. And, um, just and what happened? What, who, who started on the edge? Well, no, it wasn't about the edge start. It was about me saying that uh, one of the earlier was a a fan of Jerome Hughes and they contacted me to let me know specifically that they weren't a fan of Jerome Hughes. Um, I don't know how much you guys are. We're we're pretty much finished with the storm now, so I'm going to dovetail off into some some physics and – Concepts of you know multiple timelines and universes, a la Rick and Morty. Um, I I think that déjà vu is uh, uh, something that happens in an alternate timeline that was negative that happens to you. That's your mind is so connected to the other version of yourself, and it was so traumatic to you that you remember it through the uh, the uh, universes or whatever. What podcast is this? Oh, mate, this is the this is NRL physics podcast. Cricket podcast. Cricket slash Rick and Morty. And, and, and um, deja vu. And, well, I'm and, telling yeah, you. I'm slash Matrix. It's the thing, mate. I'm plugged into my other versions of myself. Ooh. They all suck at fantasy as well. <laughs> every, every universe. Every universe. I'm sure there's one that's good. I'm sure there's one that's good. But you don't want to live in that universe. It's the one that's in the corn universe. It's in a universe where Zack Seedy is the gun. Oh, yeah. Mate, yeah. There's got to be one every year. So, yeah. Oh, gosh. All right. We probably also need to talk about Christian Welch. They pushed his price up for some reason. He already did, he was already stressful enough uh, as well without, uh, you know, coming off the Achilles. Uh, he averaged 41 for some reason. They pushed him up to 44. Um Rob, any interest in, in Christian Welch or? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. It's one of those ones that, yeah, they should have just put it at 41, right? And just make us yeah. make our own mistakes. Let us yeah. let us pick yeah. him until he tears another ACL or whatever he does next. Like, yeah. I, I definitely would have been agonizing over it at the price that he should have been. Exa- I think I would have got him at 41. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It would have been five ninety instead of six thirty or six forty. Yeah, like it's a big difference. He's in the Corey Horsburgh bracket instead of being more in the Pangai you know, bracket. Or, yeah, he, well, he's in the Horsburgh Pangai bracket, but instead he's in the like you know he's 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 in a separate tier. He's almost up with like uh, Nanai type 
yeah, instead. Coincidentally, is the exact same price as Tommy Turbo. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, thank you. I don't know which one's worse. I think I'd take Welch before I took Tom. I think so. I think you'll average more. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And Gutho's the same price as well. Now you're talking. The king. <laughs> oh, Mate, it's only another 8K to get Ben Hunt. Don't get me started. Oh, Ben Hunt. What <laughs> Your man. Ben Hunt? So bad. I'm, I miss him. I miss, I miss fantasy relevant Ben Hunt. Mm. All right. I reckon that'll do us, guys. What do you think? I think so. Absolutely. Yeah, no. Nah. And, and just to close, even if Joe Chan or um, uh, Howarth is off the bench, I'm not convinced that that's a good buy either. You don't yeah, want to bench Bellamy Edge. No. That's, don't really, that's yeah. suicide. Yeah. No. No, thanks. Cool. All right. Thanks very much for joining us, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the uh, cricket and uh, physics, you know, Deja Vu Storm podcast where we spoke about a little bit of fantasy football. And we'll, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next time. Love you guys.